Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. we got a lot of news to get into on the show today. It's Wednesday, and that means tonight, AEW and NXT going head-to-head. Yesterday, we went down the cards for both of the shows. Nothing has changed on the Dynamite show, because they've had a full card forever. But we do have a new match announced for NXT. We'll talk to you about that today. On the program, give you a preview of both shows. Nothing has changed for the Hell in a Cell. We still only have three, I'm sorry, four matches announced for Hell in a Cell. Three of them are Cell matches. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Bailey versus Sasha. And not in the Cell is Jeff Hardy versus Elias. We've also got a very, very fascinating story here today, which is not that fascinating because we've been talking to you about this for months and months and months now. But we're going to tell you about this WWE outbreak, several outbreaks at the Performance Center. And the most amazing thing about it is we actually have some numbers now. Maybe I shouldn't be reading too much into these numbers, but WWE themselves released these numbers. And if accurate, I mean, I knew a lot of people had come down with COVID in WWE, but Anyway, we'll get into that after the break because there's actually more to the story than just what's on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. So we can talk about that. The Raw ratings for Monday night. It was the season finale of Raw. It was the Raw follow-up to the draft. It was the Raw go-home show for the pay-per-view. I mean, there was some mild good news. The second hour actually did better than the first hour, but then fell again in the third as always, but not as bad as usual. So we'll talk about the Raw numbers here. And... The big match, the big grand finale coming to being the elite of Brandon Cutler versus Peter Avalon. Also today in the final segment of the show, Rocky Romero is going to join us. He's here about once a month talking the New Japan Strong Show, but this time he can also talk about the G1. Lots of stuff to get into here today. Stick around. We'll kick it off when we get back from the break. Wrestling Observer Live. Super 
start battery month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. That means you can get up to a $25 gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of your Superstart battery. Return power, performance, and reliability to your car, truck, motorcycle, and more with Superstart batteries only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right call because the best prices are not online they're with smartfares see smartfares has special deals with the airlines when they have unsold seats they use smartfares to fill them so you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices our prices are too low to publish online with the extra money you'll save you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping so stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855 325 1780. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Flo here with a word that's just weird, terry cloth. Who exactly is Terry, and why does he get his own fabric? Did he journey below SPF 50, fight off some weeds and his daffodils? Hmm. How about a word for everyone? Flotection. Yeah, I just made it up, but I'm not making up how great it feels when me and Progressive protect your new home. Ever think of that, Terry? No, Terry only thinks of himself. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. I was going to go into details, but I'm not even going to bother. Number one, because I haven't actually seen it with my own two eyes, and so I have to be careful. But suffice to say, there there is, I have been told, and I'm sure some of you probably seen it, there is a prominent member of World Wrestling Entertainment who just posted something today basically denying COVID. And... I mean, if you've looked around, it's it's significantly more than this one individual. But it is absolutely amazing to hear and read things like this. 
the day after this story comes out. The Orange County Department of Health is investigating buildings WWE is running shows in as part of a wider investigation into COVID-19 hotspots in the county. The Orange County Department of Health is asking their COVID-19 strike team to investigate 17 businesses where COVID-19 may be spreading. The WWE Performance Center, Full Sail University, and the Amway Arena, all places WWE are currently holding events, are on the list. You realize that the actual Amway Center, the actual Amway Center, the home of the Thunderdome, there's nobody else doing anything there except WWE. And, of course, same thing with the WWE Performance Center. WWE issued the following statement in response. As I noted in the opening segment, maybe I shouldn't read too much into this, but these are the numbers that they gave everybody. WWE is not open to the public, but rather operating on a closed set with only essential personnel in attendance. As part of ongoing weekly testing protocols, Aventus Labs have administered more than 10,000 PCR tests to WWE performers, employees, production staff, and crew, resulting in only 1.5% positive cases as compared to the current national average of more than 5%. Additionally, extensive contact tracing takes place. Impacted individuals are placed in 14-day quarantine and then only cleared after they test positive. So let me repeat that one more time. Aventus Labs have administered more than 10,000 PCR tests to WWE performers, employees, production staff, and crew, resulting in only... 1.5% positive cases. Do you know what that means if you do the math? Well, that means 150 performers, employees, production staff, and crew have tested positive for the coronavirus. Now, granted, we knew that there had been a large outbreak And there are no official numbers because WWE never released official numbers. But, I mean, we'd heard around 38 for the big one. And then there was another one. And we didn't hear any numbers for the other one. But, I mean, I'd heard double digits for that one. And granted, it was low double digits. But that was the number that I heard. And then a lot of people disappeared. And to be fair, like some of those people that disappeared, that was contact tracing disappearances. They actually didn't have it. But they had been around people who did have it. But the fact of the matter is, WWE, in their own statement, is essentially saying 150 positive tests. That is insane. And by the way, by the way, I know for sure that there have been individuals that tested positive and then People that they lived with or or their families, they ended up getting coronavirus. That would not even be counted in WWE's testing. So that is a crazy number of people that have contracted coronavirus directly as a result of WWE. I mean, they could have said 1%. They could have said 0.5%. Like, if the number was 50 Why wouldn't they have said 0.5%? Because that's much more impressive than 1.5%. I believe they basically have been 150 people involved in WWE, directly involved in WWE, have contracted the coronavirus. And that doesn't count anybody that those people spread it to. That is incredible. 
Do you think any of them hung out at the guilt bar? Dude, That's I a, don't know. Like the, the forget all that. I mean, guilt is Christmas. on the list here. No, well, actually, you shouldn't forget about all that because I would assume that the eight bars that they named that are being investigated. I have a feeling that more wrestlers may have maybe gotten together there as opposed to... Oh, dude, oh, they're all know, over the place. The Jesus School or Starbound Performers, which is two of the other places that they're looking at. Because when you pull those names off, it's it's bars and it's WWE on this list. It seemed to take most of it up. That is insane. <laughs> but anyway, so that news comes out. And the next day, we got somebody working for the company that's posting stuff about how the pandemic is whatever. It's like, dude, 150 people. Raw's season premiere, everyone. 1.78 million viewers, a 0.52 in 1849, down 4% in viewers, and 9% in 1849 from the draft. Decline probably less than would be expected, it says here. Dallas Cowboys, Arizona Cardinals, 1 point, or 11.32 million viewers, 3.57 in 1849, Raw 30th overall. First, a third hour drop 6%. Much lower than usual, so that's at least good news. Audience at two didn't stay longer than usual, which is a good sign. Hour one, 1.8 million. Hour two, 1.84 million. It rose. And then hour three, 1.69 million. So, I mean, I'm telling you, like, this is this is the numbers. I mean, they have not been drastically affected by football, which actually is good news. I mean, it's bad news because that probably means around Royal Rumble season it's not going to go up that much. But, I mean, if this stays solid here for, I mean, the foreseeable future, then in a lot of ways they will have bottomed out, which, I mean, it sucks that you've bottomed out, but bottoming out at, at uh, 1.78 million, that ain't the end of the world. So, never mind. I was going to have a joke about botting me out, but I, I won't use it. The only thing that I'll say is that we have gone back and forth over, can they go lower? And I've thought that they could. I still think, honestly, in the one fives is probably where it really is. But the fact of the matter is they keep consistently falling into these one sixes. So it certainly proves you to be correct with the way this thing is going right now. Although the, the thought that it could go a little bit lower if something happened in the right you know, everything kind of fell into place. I could actually believe that. I just don't know at this point what could possibly fall into place other than, uh, unfortunately, what would be maybe a mess coming out of, of November uh, of Election Day. That that may be about it. Otherwise, I'm not sure at this point what can really stop them or, you know, on a Monday night anymore. And also tonight, of course, we have got the NXT and AEW shows. And... Here's the lineups for everything, by the way. There's nothing new announced for Hell in a Cell. We still have four matches. I presume we'll have more after SmackDown on Friday. But NXT, three matches now for tonight. We have got Brizango versus Fish and Strong for the tag team titles. Kushida versus Velveteen Dream versus Tommaso Ciampa triple threat match for I don't know what. We talked about that yesterday. And Swerve Scott, Jake Atlas, and Ashanti the Adonis. We'll be facing Legato Del Fantasma in a six-man. They A-W- dare say they set that up last week. If you set it up last they week, did. but why did it take this long to announce it? Well, because this is their theory, that it's it's more valuable to announce it the day of on social media than the week prior on the USA Network. <sighs> it's madness, but that's what they do. We also have Dynamite tonight. 
We've got the AW World Title Eliminator first round. Ray Phoenix versus Penta, which should be phenomenal. Kenny Omega, which we've seen that match before, actually. And, I mean, this one's a tournament match, so I expect this to be pretty crazy, if I know Joey Janela. Hangman Page versus Colt Cabana and Wardlow will be facing the Jungle Boy in what should be a very easy match because it is a giant heel against Young Jungle Boy. Mm -hmm. be a tough one to screw up. We also have The Butcher, The Blade versus Alex Reynolds and John Silver versus Private Party versus The Young Bucks. Winners get a AW Tag Team title match at the Full Gear Show. And Chris Jericho and MGF will have a steak dinner. Hopefully Wagyu. More after the break, Observer Live. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855 855-715-5721. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. 
Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I want to mention that yesterday on his Facebook, Jim Valley, in fact, posted his first message since going into the ICU. And I can confirm... That not only was this Jim Valley, but he typed it himself. His wife helped edit it a little bit, but he typed it out, and he is slowly improving. And he is going to be doing some therapy, speech therapy, starting today. And he has vowed, as have I, that we will do a show again soon. So, that's the latest Thanks, everybody, who has donated so far to the GoFundMe. We haven't plugged it in a while. It has surpassed $50,000, if you can believe that. And it is hard to believe, but let's see what's exactly. $51,780 as of right now. $51,780. When we originally set it up, we were expecting, I shouldn't say we were expecting, but it had been set up for 5000 and we are now at 10 times that amount, 1.1 thousand, I guess 1,100 donors. It's crazy. So thank you very much, everybody, and we'll update you on all of the Jim Valley news as we get it. So being the elite, set up this week, Brandon Cutler, Peter Avalon, this coming Tuesday, they will meet on AW Dark. Company president Tony Khan said there must be a winner. Neither man has ever won in AEW. They wrestled once to a double countout. They wrestled the second time to a double DQ. My guess is that even though they... Well, that's hard to say. In AEW, if they promise a winner, I have a feeling we're actually going to get a winner. But they haven't done the 20-minute draw yet. So we could always do that one. But anyway, that's coming up on Dark this week. I don't know if they have the time to do that on Dark. There's going to be 17 Dude, it's a YouTube matches. show. They could go 10 hours if they wanted to. I guess they could, but there might be 974 other matches on that they show. They could all so. go quick. I guess they could. I guess they could. All right, let's go into the mailbag here. Rocky Romero is going to join us in the next segment, and we have a lot to talk about with him, not the least of which is the G1. He did live commentary for the G1 uh, finals this weekend, and all of the shows, actually, or many of the shows. And we also have his music, which I've vowed to talk about. And New Japan Strong. A lot of other stuff. So he's coming up in the next segment of the show. This person here says, I don't watch Dark as much as I want to, but I do manage to know what's going on there. Yesterday, the bunny reunited with the Butcher and the Blade. Well, we'll see what happens. Eddie's been asking where she's been. Eddie finally made the bunny come back home and rejoin her husband, the Blade. This person wrote his husband. It would be her husband, my friend. You know, what? good, to be honest. I mean, It should I be good. Brandy, I didn't... 
I like Brandy, but there's a lot of Brandy on it. I wasn't necessarily interested in the QT thing with Bunny and it, nothing against them. It just it was not on the top of my priority list. And there was a logic gap there which said, where is your wife? And Eddie Kingston filled that gap. And hopefully he does bring them together for good. And they can kind of drop that aspect and add her into the mix here with this with this group that Eddie's got with him. Sportier says, AJ Styles, in my opinion, honestly downgraded. He went from Joseph Park to this seven foot three Jordan when he could have just turned Park into Abyss as his bodyguard. I think people expected a lot more out of uh, Joseph Park and his, his law firm of Park, Park, and Park and what they were doing on SmackDown that, that one particular night. I think everybody got way too excited about that. Dude, every but time does... Joseph Park was on SmackDown or Raw or whatever television, he was he was such a great character. And it was only like two times. Well, that's the thing is he did What'd they such even a do it for job. then? He did, because it was just going to be a sight gag, but I don't know. A lot of people have good memories of Abyss and good memories of Joseph Park and that character, which was such a great... Such a great! I actually have a park, park, and park towel actually still sitting over here. Uh, one of the few pieces of TNA merchandise I own. But that's how good he was. So uh, if they I did bring him back as a one-off, I think that would be great. And I think Halloween Havoc would actually be a tremendous time if you're going to do something like that with monsters. It'd be a great time to actually have him make another appearance. All right, this person says about your Wrestle Kingdom main event talk from a couple of days ago. Naito lost to three guys in the G1: Kenta, Sonata, and Evil. Evil gets a title shot next, so he's out. And this person says, Sonata lost in the finals. I think he's out, too. I don't know if I would say that. He did not lose in the finals to Naito. So you could still do Sonata versus Naito on night one for the Intercontinental title. And then uh, Ibushi challenges him for either one or both titles, depending on if he retains or not, on night two. I think that's actually... The most likely scenario. Or vice versa, which is that Ibushi gets his choice. He gets the title shot on the fourth. He takes that belt. And maybe Sonata's penciled in for the fifth, and then he ends up taking the IC title. And maybe we see, I'm not you know suggesting we're going to see a move with LIJ, but to be honest with you, I don't know. You know, as far as Naito and that Intercontinental title, you know, or having the double titles there, they may be... We'll see what happens, but I, I could see them actually splitting those sooner rather than later, and that would actually be a good spot for Sonata to be in, holding on to that Intercontinental title. This person here says, it's not that they just can. AEW, in fact, went two hours and eight minutes with their 16-match card on the Dark episode last night. A new record. Two hours and eight minutes. Dude, I'm all for 16 matches every week. Get everybody out there. Get them experience. It's not on national television. It's just on YouTube. It is still televised in a sense. They get practice. They're out there working every single week. Big fan of this concept. Absolutely. It's just anything that's going to be you know, important to the main show, make sure that you mention. Other than that, you don't have to. But that's the one thing we always talk about with the women, with the guys. Everybody needs work right now. And if this is a, a great way for them to do it. It's also a great way for them by doing two hours, have to put some ideas into motion or maybe some things that they might want to do in theory if and when they get the third hour officially on TNT or TBS or whatever Turner Network they might be on. This person here says, I live in Orlando. With all the bars being open to 100% capacity, you can drive past any of them and see crowds of people with no masks. Needless to say, if any of the WWE wrestlers are going to any bar in this city, it is going to be trouble. Well, if you... 
if you have the antibodies for at least three months, then there's 150 individuals that probably aren't going to get it going to a bar in the next month or two. I'm not advocating any of this. I'm just saying. I mean, there, there's herd immunity in WWE perhaps right now. This person here says, I'm going to start texting in every day until you heap effusive praise on John Moxley's title reign. Both the work by Moxley and the booking by Khan using big words like effervescent and indubitably John Moxley Wrestler of the Year 2020. Hey, listen, if you want to vote John Moxley Wrestler of the Year 2020, dude, knock yourself out. I'm fine Literally. with that. Dude, John Moxley is a great champion. His matches are great. His promos are great. He's a great character. I mean, I feel like I heap praise on John Moxley all the time. I apologize if it seems like I do not. You know whose was league he's not in? Hiroshi Tanahashi's. John Moxley may be an ace in Florida. He is he is not an ace overall. It's the one thing that the G1 proved. Hopefully, Rocky will talk about that when he comes on. But if these two meet, I want to see what happens here. If these battles of aces, I'm still going with Tanahashi. This person here says, Is it possible some of those 150 positive tests were people who were tested while sick more than once and not multiple cases? I mean, I guess. But... It's still a lot. <laughs> I mean, so they so if you would get tested, you would fail, and then you would be home for two weeks, and then they would test you before you came back to work. So you would have to still be testing positive two weeks after you tested positive the first time. I mean, the, the number, I mean, maybe, but that number would be minuscule. We would be talking from 150 to maybe like 148. I, I don't think you're going to have very many people who test positive, and then two weeks later they still test positive. Now, if they tested positive in March and then tested positive again in August, yeah, that would that would be uh, uh, that would be possible. But I mean, and I guess they haven't gone public with anybody. But I mean, the only person that claims in WWE publicly to have tested positive t twice is Kayla, and we don't even know if. I mean, there are a very very small number of people that have verifiably tested positive. I mean, the last number I saw was like five in the entire country. But the reason that these are verified is because they've got the nasal swabs from the first positive and the second positive. And I don't know if that, I mean, I don't think that was the case with Kayla. I think that she just tested positive. I mean, she may have been shedding virus still, and that's how she tested positive, and she had something else. I don't know. But the number of people that have been infected twice is, is very, very low. Jim Valley Update gave that. The 1.5% is less than 5% argument is trash science. The general population is not getting tested every time they go to work. Well, that's true, but I was merely pointing out that. Uh, oh, this person notes they did 10,000 tests, but they did not test 10,000 people. So cases probably much higher than 150. That's possible. But at the same time, I mean, there's a finite number of WWE wrestlers, and it's not like every single solitary person got it. So my guess would be that the number is not much under 150, but I don't think that like 250 people got it. It, it just seems impossible. But anyway, back in a moment with Rocky Romero, Wrestling Observer Live.
airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. And very happy today to be joined by Rocky Romero. Pretty much a regular here on the show now. Rocky, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. Uh, good, to be, good to be here. I, I do feel like a regular, like... Should yes, on the payroll. he should be on the payroll. Unfortunately, we have no payroll, but <laughs> tell uh, me about we'll, it. We'll, we'll, yeah, ask Mike about that one. Well, listen, <laughs> you know what? If we don't have a payroll, we could at least do some plugs, as we always do. And every single time you come on the show, I say, next time we're going to talk about your music, Rocky. Every time I say that. <laughs> this so, is true. We never talk about it. Well, we're going to start off this time by talking about it. So 
Okay. As, as a lot of people may or may not be aware, you, in fact, do a lot of work in, in, in music, and you've got an album out, and we played we played the songs on the show. So tell new listeners who know nothing about it about these projects. Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of all started with the, the Rapungi Vice uh, theme song. And uh, I, I put out a couple of mixtapes kind of based around, you know, myself and Trent. And then that turned into putting out an album last year uh, called Sneaky Style. Uh, it's available on Apple and Spotify and Google Play, wherever you listen to, to music. And uh, I'm working on a new EP that should probably be out in the next month or so. Uh, it, it's almost completed. We just maybe need one or two more songs. And uh, we're going to put it out. And uh, it's me and a, a producer named Glass from Australia. He makes some great beats. So this will be the first time I'm doing an album where I'm not actually making beats, which is cool. So so you basically, how does it work? Like you, he puts everything together, you do the vocals, and then he mixes it? Or, or what's, the, what's the process uh, here? Yeah, so he, yeah, he'll make the, uh, the tracks, and then I'll, I'll write the vocals and, and uh, you know, record them. Then uh, this one, I'm probably going to mix a lot of the, the stuff myself. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, I'll be probably mixing the final project. I, I got a song with um, Trey Miguel from Impact. Um, an, another guy, Ken Say Abbott, who's a really dope rapper uh, from New York. And now he li he's living out in L.A. We kind of linked up. He also did Carl uh, uh, Anderson's music as well. So uh, it'll be cool to, to work with him. So, so how did the Rapongi thing come about? I mean, did you volunteer to do that? Is this like something that you've always been interested in? You said, hey, let me, let me maybe make a theme for this, or did they suggest it, or how did this whole thing explode into what it is now? Yeah, I mean, it, it was just something that I always wanted to do, and I was living in Mexico in, what, I want to say like 2009 or 10 or something like that, and there wasn't really any work going on, uh, like, there seemed to be like a crash in the system and just kind of everything uh, fell apart with, with AAA for a little bit. So uh, I just started making beats and I just started getting better and better at it. And then I just started writing songs. And then all of a sudden I, I found myself with the opportunity to, to make the Forever Hooligans music. So then I did that first. And then that was kind of the, the gateway to making the Rapungi Vice uh, theme and then it was just such a hit with the fans that it, I, I figured what why don't I just try to make a whole project and then that's kind of where it took off and I really got more serious into like you know writing the, whole, the complete songs and then you know comp more complete projects you know so a lot of fans I mean they're they're very passionate and they buy a lot of stuff and I don't need like sales numbers or anything like that we don't have to talk about if it's gone gold or anything but I mean, how has right. it done? I mean, it's it's obviously done well enough that you're putting another one out. Yeah, I mean, far better than any of my expectations, for sure. Uh, and just the support and kind of like community around it. Like, uh, you know, there's really been a, lo a lot of fans that tell me that they listen to it. You know, the, the, the Rapungi Vice, like, uh, mixtapes, they listen to them on the way to, like, wrestling shows. So, you know, they'll put, they, they get hyped for wrestling shows listening to my music. So then I kind of, like, made me want to create more and do more. And then I feel like I really went all out on the, uh, the sneaky style album. Cause it really felt like a complete album more than just, uh, you know, a collection of songs or whatever, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's like the greatest compliment you get. Cause I used to do that when I was a fan, I used to play like the WWF jacked albums or oh, whatever yeah. they were. 
yeah. on the way to, you know, the Arrowhead Pond in, in Anaheim and going to watch, uh, you know, wrestling. So where can people grab your, I guess, current and future album? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Spotify. That's the best way to hit the follow button on there. Uh, you can also follow me on Apple Music or Google Play, and uh, you, you'll you'll find out whenever I drop a new project, um, you'll be notified. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably the best way to do it. Who have some of your inspirations been when you were going to come up listening to hip-hop music, and is there anybody you listen to you like to listen to right now? Um, I think probably the biggest influence on me was, like, the old Kanye West stuff, just because he that was like right around the time where I started really like getting into making beats like to, like I said, 2009, 10. So, uh, you know, he, just how he was able to kind of craft, I think that's uh, like his best work. You know, he like would craft these complete crazy projects and albums. And, and then, you know, you know, he was like also a rapper as well. So, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm more of like a, so I, I, my strengths are more of like the beat making and the and the writing part as maybe as opposed to an actual like lyricist. But, you know, I didn't really have anybody to rap over my beats. So then it kind of forced me to have to do it. So but it's fun. I like writing. I like the process. You know, is it something that you think you'll be continuing on forever? Do you have a, a set of techniques that you're uh, that you've gotten? Are you you're adding to your collection as far as? Uh, musical production equipment and things like that or is it something that just right now you've got an interest in and you're enjoying it for the time being um i'm I'm enjoying it for the time being and i think i'll probably always do something you know because i do like it you know i do it more for myself than anything um i i do want to make more stuff for other people so i'd like to make uh you know maybe entrance songs i mean because I'm a wrestler and I know what makes takes to to have a good entrance song, I feel like uh, you know that's that's something that I'd like to branch out into when I have more a little more time and am able to do it. I, I think I can make a whole production company just you know based on making you know wrestler music that they can own, you know, which I think is important, you know, uh, because. It, it, there's nothing worse when, when you know you go to a show or something like that and and they ask a wrestler you know like oh do you have music and then you know they're playing somebody's music that they can't even use or have rights to and then they get pulled off of youtube or whatever so i'd like to to make you know projects that uh wrestlers can own and use you know you know one just one more on me for me on, on music in wrestling just i gotta ask you because raw last night used a hip-hop entrance uh for for the show uh, AEW used Kendrick Lamar for a, a teaser for tonight's show. It, it it seems like you know as the the wrestlers have gotten younger, hip hop is everywhere. It's just something that has been ingrained into to most of the people. It seems like you know on the come up, whether they like it or not, they're familiar with hip hop. Whereas the management, it just seems like there's still an issue with that in in some way. Do you see that finally falling now? And have you met resistance oh, from anybody? You kidding, Mike? They used big time for WrestleMania like five years ago. I well, that's what I was wondering <laughs> from like Rocky's point of view. Have you faced any of that where there are just people that are still there's a generational gap where they just they don't understand MMA, I guess. And they don't understand hip hop. Uh, I mean, I can't say that I've faced it, you know, but I mean, I definitely, you know, hip hop is the new rock, you know, it really is, you know, so uh, I, I feel like we're just going to probably see more and more of that, you know, we'll see like a Post Malone, I'm sure, making something for, uh, you know, WrestleMania or something pretty soon here if he already hasn't, you know. 
All right, so we got to talk about some New Japan Strong and also the G1. And I guess my first question, we got a new tour, I guess it's called, of New Japan Strong that just started this week. And I heard a minor spoiler, okay? This was a long time ago. Oh, boy. Okay, there's a point to this. I heard a minor spoiler, but I heard it, like, seemingly months ago. And I've been watching the show every week, and it has not occurred yet. So I guess the the question is, how far in advance have you guys taped for New Japan Strong? Are you good like till the end of the year, or or what's the what's the status uh, of of what's in the can? I mean, it's definitely yeah. It is. We do have some a few weeks. Yeah, I, I would say almost to the end of the year. Wow, we'll be taping again pretty soon. Yeah, we'll be taping again pretty soon. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a tape show, uh, you know, obviously not knowing what was going to happen in Japan and if people were going to end up, you know, heading over or not heading over, you know, definitely had some uh, influence on that. But I think that uh, now that things are starting to settle a little bit more, uh, hopefully we'll be able to kind of tape more consistently and then not have so much in the can, I think. All right, so we're now like three months into New Japan Strong. I think it was around August that it kicked off or something like that. And now having having consistently done Friday nights every single week for two, three months or whatever, what are your thoughts on the show? I mean, obviously you taped a lot in advance, but I mean, what are your thoughts in terms of of what's been good? What would you like to see improved? Do you have ideas for the next set of tapings, et cetera? Um, I mean, I, I think just trying to, you know, obviously it's doing, you know, really well on, uh, you know, new Japan world, but I, I think that we can make some changes hopefully and, and, and kind of open the audience more. And I mean, I, I would love to see it on a small cable station or, you know, so I, I would like to see it like actually grow next year, you know, where, where it's on, it's on some kind of like free program you know free programming somewhere not just behind a paywall with new japan world um i i think that would be the, really the the next goal or next step i think for the program in general you know i mean i doubt you've asked but i mean could you maybe do something where the first run episodes are new japan strong and then maybe on a month delay or something like they do on the wwe network they would go up free on youtube or something like that where you could expose people but let them know that if you want to watch what's going on right now, you got to get New Japan strong. Right. That could that could definitely be. And especially as, like you said, like if we get a little further along and maybe it's on a delay, a three-month delay or a two-month delay or a one-month delay, whatever it is, um, I think that could be a, another alternative for for YouTube and just, uh, you know, really building the, the New Japan English YouTube, uh, w you know, which has grown a lot in the last – probably two years or so they you know really putting some effort into the the programming and videos that go up but i think yeah new japan strong could be a definite like uh, a, a big deal on on that youtube channel speaking of the english language uh, operation how was it uh, doing the uh, voiceovers in the box and you know they were a couple of days behind you know at, at first and and there were probably a lot of people, newer New Japan fans, that probably weren't used to the, the, the Japanese feed, maybe. And how was the turnaround time, and how was getting everything together for that? Uh, you know, I mean, there was uh, some days where it was a struggle, uh, you know, recording, 
you know, most of them I just I recorded from home, uh, Kevin as well. So, you know, just issues sometimes with internet and things like that, you know, were challenging. But uh, we really hit a groove, I would say, somewhere in the middle. And uh, we had figured out, you know, exactly how, you know, how to use the equipment right. And uh, we kind of really just were on it and in it. And um, challenging, I don't know if I, if I would want to do a whole tournament again from home. I, I would much rather be there live. And I think that's the, the best way to go. But I think we, we did a really good job with the, uh, the way the situation was. Now, obviously, you know, obviously oh, go ahead. Yeah, even having it a couple of days delay, there was a, there was times I think we were able to turn around in like you know twenty four hours, and that was that was great, you know. And I think fans are really happy with that. But then there were some times where you just can't help it, you know, and it, it takes you know two days or three days sometimes, you know. All right, stick around. We'll be back in just a moment, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. 
Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Rocky Romero joining us here today. During the break, we were talking about whether Hiroshi Tanahashi is truly on the short list of the greatest babyfaces of all time in the history of wrestling. But I guess that's a discussion for another day, Rocky. But let's get some plugs in here. I, I think he is. I think he is. Yes, he's, <laughs> um, he's way yeah, up there near the top. Yeah. Right. Uh, you can follow me at Azuka Rock, A-Z-U-C-A-R-R-O-C on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, every Sunday, we drop uh, our podcast, Talk and Shop, with Carl Anderson and Luke Doc Gallows. Uh, Talk and Shop Mania, Friday, November 13th, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific. It's going to be even crazier. We have so many amazing cameos, and uh, we, we really put everything into it, money-wise, heart-wise, uh, it, it's really, really insane, and uh, it's going to be by far the worst pay-per-view of all time. Man, worse than the first one? Far worse. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I actually love the first one, so it's going to be quite the uh, quite the hill to climb here to we, top we the actually, first talk we, and shop we, of Mania. We really yeah, we really went out on, like, all out on this, so I can't wait for people to see it. Well, everyone, we're going to have Rocky on again prior to Talking Shop of Mania 2, and we may actually try and get everybody here on this program to uh, to hype that one up. So you can all look forward to that. Uh, and that's the plan. So, Rocky, I want to thank you so much for doing the show today. I've uh, tweeted some stuff out. If you can't find Rocky's Twitter, just head to my Twitter, at Brian Alvarez, and all the information is there. And thanks so much for doing the show here today. We'll have you back on again soon. And we are completely out of time. I want to thank Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Sports Byline Broadcasting, the Mightier 1090, twitch.tv slash F4W Video. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.